The button is pushed. All right, here we are on the post show. That was a fun show. A little there, more banter than yeah. <laughs> than we've been doing lately. Hopefully, I, mean, I think it was, it was, but it was all topical for the most part. Yeah, right? well, it, yeah, it, it was. It was a uh, quite. You know, talking about alt beers, it was talking about the beer industry and then about this weird perception I have of Duclaw. Yeah. Now, that was all very topical. I liked it. I liked how we kind of got... It was a looser show yeah. that we've been doing a lot. Lately, they've been pretty much beer, beer, laser, beer, beer, laser. And, uh, you know, a couple times we've rat-holed a little bit, but this one was topical. The rat-holes were on beer topics. So, yeah. yeah. Liked it. All right. I liked it, too. It was a good show. I hope that, that Jason, thank you. I, forgot, oh, I wanted to thank oh, you again at the yes, end of the show. <laughs> Why? How do we forget that? I did it at the beginning, but I forgot oh, to thank him at the end. Well, um, how about we title it "Thanks, Jason"? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. You don't know, want to think of that much. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> you sent us a fucking spoiled beer. Why didn't you open all these and taste them? Like stick a syringe in it. <laughs> One of those ones that self seals, right? Yeah. You, yeah mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, we didn't talk about the pumpkin thing. We can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah there's uh, plenty of time to talk about. Pumpkin. Let's let's Mister Robot this shit. Okay. Let's do we have a background. Let's see. I have a background. Uh, you can play. I can play the rest of this album. All right. I don't even know. I haven't really heard much of it, so I don't know. It's any good. Of course, you had to turn me up in order for that uh, song to play. All right. So. Yeah, Greg sent me a text in our Slack channel, like, how about that Mr. Robot? Well, I hadn't watched it yet, but I, you know, that next night I went, or that night I went home and watched it. Uh, it's, like, so it starts out with the the sitcom thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was pretty interesting. And I, I, I think I'm pretty sure I figured out what was going on with that, with Elliot, you know, compartmentalizing and getting away from the, the beating that he was right. taking. The one thing I was kind of disappointed about with that part of the scene and setup was that I was wondering if the was it, what was Craig Ferguson's character's name, um, or not Craig Ferguson, Craig Robinson, Craig Robinson, yeah. the other Craig Ray, right? Isn't he Ray? Ray. I was thinking that that was another um, another Elliot himself, oh. right? I thought maybe Elliot was running the Silk Road. Oh no, no, I I I think that he is the the mid. The, the mini boss of this series, if you like, like the drug guy with Shayla was the mini boss of right. the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's the he's the miniature thing that he has to overcome before he faces the the big thing, which is the FBI agent. But then there's still the um, the, the Chinese, the the army, right? The Dark army. Dark yeah. army. But they're more of a antagonist in the background. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Their future, you know, season five. Okay. Yeah. Their Dharma initiative. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so um, I was kind of hoping that that would be revealed. Now, maybe they can't do that too much, right? Where, like, Elliot's everybody. But, yeah, I could definitely see Elliot not realizing that he's funding F Society with Silk Road or something like that. Yeah, I, I could see that, but. I mean, we still don't even know where Elliot really is, right? It, it seems like he's in a halfway house or a mental institution or something like that. Uh, yeah. It hasn't really been... That hasn't been revealed yet. There hasn't been much exploration into what Elliot has done, did after... And there's, there's been discussion that Elliot's 
not ready for this, and there's obviously something that happened, but we haven't been exposed to that. Mm-hmm. We also just just like we haven't been exposed to those three days, which I assume by the end of the season, those three days after the hack, we'll we'll have mm-hmm. more information on what right. happened, including him probably shooting Wellick or whatever. Okay. Happened. The the thing about the the opening with with the sitcom was I think it ran a little too long, but I I un, I got what it was doing, which was. It was being a little bit meta, but it wasn't... Call- I mean, it was... It, it, the thing they didn't do is they didn't have Elliot play it like a comedy. They they didn't have Elliot even, like, point out, what am I, in a sitcom? Mm-hmm. It was more... You could... Because this is a show about mental illness and about delusion, so that you, mm-hmm. you It was more like a dream state thing where right. he wasn't sure what was going on. He knew something was off, but he couldn't tell what it was. Right. He didn't. He wasn't aware he was in a sitcom, but he was aware that there was something weird and this wasn't reality. I, my favorite part was probably when they, he got bleeped. Yeah. <laughs> and he realized he got bleeped and he, he tested it again. Yeah. I wanted him to take that a little bit farther. I wanted to hear like a fuck, 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 and he fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that would have hurt that aspect yeah. that, that that was picking up. I mean, if and they're like, "What's with the audience?" If he would have done like that, that would have mm-hmm. destroyed my interpretation. Which is, yeah. yeah the, well, there wasn't a studio audience. There wasn't cameras, right? You know, so because he, he, he was in the scene, he right, wasn't yeah. on a sitcom set. He was in the scene, so that you know, that's a little bit different type. It would be di- disorienting as all hell, right? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine being on According to Jim? But but, but, not, but the thing like, is, like in he, the scene. He also, like I said, was, was more dreamlike because he sort of accepted it. When when they said go into the store and, and do this stuff for whatever mm-hmm. comic plot thing, he yeah. accepted that he had to do it. There wasn't, uh, yeah, there wasn't it was like what? Why am I doing this? Why would I want to do this? Is the dumb sitcom? See, he basically was following his script. Kind of, yeah. He was following along with the script, but he was he played it like not like this was a joke and not like this was something he was used to. Or even that he was like aware of what exactly was going on, but that he was horrified by the situation he was mm-hmm. in, which was the right, I think, the right way to play it. So, it, like I said, went on a little bit too long because the, the the message of the scene is essentially Mister Robot is taking over this meeting for him and also hiding some things for him for Elliot's mm-hmm. for, for, because Mister Robot, that part of Elliot's personality, thinks that that's what he needs. I didn't even play that much into Mr. Robot. I just when I when it started, I'm like, this is Elliot going into a cocoon, yeah. Door, you know, to, to to put the beating or the subsequent coma or whatever app behind him. You know, that kind of thing. You know, so I, I kind of picked up on that pretty early. Um, well, they had the scenes of the Game Boy with you can see. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, but, like even before that, like when. It, like, when the opening credits were rolling, yeah. that kind of thing, which I thought was really an homage to Too Many Cooks. It really, it, it, it was. It, it was. I, I think it absolutely was a, a Too Many Cooks homage because it was taking the the concept that Too Many Cooks explored and putting it into a sort of dramatic terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, clearly influenced by the Too Many Cooks thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So. I I'm not saying I'm not bragging that I picked it up before they showed the glimpses in the mirrors in the Game Boy into the beating, but 
you know, I was wondering like how long is this going to last? Yeah, yeah that that was yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I I knew that this wasn't. You know, some of the some of the plot points in the sitcom were kind of goofy. The guy in the trunk. You know, there's some inconsequential things. Yeah. That. And sure, the, it's a sitcom. The jokes aren't supposed to be that funny, but like it was like you know. Well, there. I mean, the jokes were supposed to be totally forced because this yeah. was. Yeah. This was the delusion part. Why it turned into a sitcom? They, they sort of did with uh, he could hear a sitcom in the background, and that's what he took. They, they did that. I mean, Elf was in the damn thing, so... But, I mean, like, why did his delusion turn into a sitcom instead of some other oh. kind of crazy story? And, because, you know, it it's not like, it's not I, like Elliot, it's not like we have a lot of uh, exposure with Elliot in sitcoms that he would I, I think fall that, back on. I this. think if they could have teased in... Like, to give, well, well to give, let me finish my thought, to give you an uh, example, like Abed yeah. in Community, you would expect him to fall back on pop culture that's the lens he sees everything through there's yeah. no well that's it I think if they would have put in a little bit of backstory of Elliot you know finding comfort in TV shows mm-hmm. 80s TV you know then this would have fit a, a lot better yeah it did feel kind of yeah like discongruous they didn't yeah. they, they missed a scene late last season about Elliot watching a lot of Elf <laughs> right if that was in there then, then you could maybe buy more that he's retreating into the Alf mm-hmm. thing, but they they tried they did a little bit of explaining with Habit beyond the background, so that's what he hears. But then why would he hear that? Why would he have that at the beginning at the hospital when he's getting beaten as well as at the hospital? Yeah, so it doesn't really mm-hmm. fly. There's a lot. The, there's there's uh, a couple this... things in this episode that doesn't really fly. Like yeah. well, the whole after it's done, after that that we get out of that. There's teaching Angela how to hack, which oh, we've done. I this you know this drove me nuts, right? Because I mean, she's doing stuff on the Unix command line. That's that's my livelihood, right? right? That's what I do. And they're acting like she's like trying to teach her how to hack, when in reality they're trying to get her to memorize a command and. And parameters and right. attributes to, to get pass into the command. Which you could just simply write a script to do. You could have put a script in the in the root bin, which was called start. Right. And Angela could have typed start. Or even better yet, you could have had it run when the machine booted up. Because there was no... Yeah. The parameters were static. They weren't dependent on something she had to look up. Right. Right? They weren't dependent on, on you know... Even if it was, you could also design a script with variables that right. you could... But, like, say she had to steal, like, uh, a TOTP, like, you know, RSA key, like, off the desk or something, and had to enter that data. You know, that would have made sense, but still it would have not taken hours of training, yeah. right? But it would have added drama, right? Because mm-hmm. she would have had to have um, either spied or swiped someone's key fob, gone into the closet, typed it in in the next, like, minute and a half, and then, you know, that kind of thing would have been a pretty exciting way to do it. That's... So, I understand that... They, they had to add drama to it somehow. They had to right. add some challenge for Angela to be able to overcome. They did it in a very clumsy way. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see non-tech people, how they read that scene. Yeah. Whether they read I, it... It probably, it probably read fine, because to them, all the computer stuff is gibberish anyway. Yeah, black screen, white letters. Right, yeah. Typing commands. 
<laughs> Fuck, what the yeah, hell, man? Yeah. That's hackering. So, but from anybody who's knowledgeable, you're like, well, just write a write a shell script. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, it was harder for her to to hook up the stuff than it yeah. was than. Yeah. And that was the thing. It was like, wait a minute. They had her do something in, in the bathroom, which, why did they need to do that? Bef- but Because the real hard thing was having to find a way. There was nobody around, so they couldn't see her go yeah. under a desk and connect some shit. Like, that was the the deal. Yeah. Everything she had to do what? in the bathroom should have been an initialization script. Yeah. And then, then yeah, they could have made... They, uh, what did she do in the bathroom that had anything to do with anything else? The thing had a battery. She had to initialize. She had to start the program. What program? The Wi-Fi hacker program thing. Which was... She started it in the bathroom. And while the thing was on battery power, she plugged it into the network. What did and she then, plug in the network? Right, at, right after okay, she so the it, Okay, so there, there was And the... then as she's leaving the building... Um, the script crashed and she had to start it again. That's what she did. For well, she had to bring up the the land, the, the Wi-Fi. Well, that's what she had run in the bathroom, too. She brought up the two Wait, Wi-Fi. No, things. no, because if she would... Because they had Darlene, Dar- telling, Darlene her, was like, telling her what to type. Well, right, and it was because, different than what she had typed before. Because why would she have to, uh, to tell her... The, well, maybe a different part crashed, right? Well, she maybe. said, what, WLAN 0 up, WLAN 1 up? I mean, it's, you're starting after the... Yeah, it was okay. Something else crashed then, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't doing the exact same thing. Um, but that thing, that, at least then it was on the Ethernet. Um, I mean, the thing, you know, the header boot, you know, a live Linux distribution yeah. and stuff. I mean, that stuff was solid. That was the right thing to do. It was just the first part. Actually, that whole second part could have been legit, right? The script crashed because, mm-hmm. I mean, hackers aren't perfect. But uh, yeah, the first part was unnecessary. Yeah. But that second part was um, legit. Yeah. And they, they could have, she could have had the stole key fob, like I said, or, well, I mean, or all, make all they had to do was was show her how to connect the thing right, and that's enough. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, that's enough for people to understand that that's difficult. Like, you don't need the text thing. Mm-hmm. People understand that you know they have to call their grandsons to hook things up to things because they don't ha- understand where things go so you have to teach mm-hmm. where things go and sometimes mm-hmm. it can be confusing because the colors aren't right or whatever Whatever, if you're not technically minded that can be confusing mm-hmm. that's enough just focus on that focus on, on I don't understand why why the uh, femtocell had to be on the network right I don't understand that either there's a lot of, of, of that scene I don't because understand because there was a Wi-Fi network that she was using that antenna from the hotel room to connect to the femtocell. Right. And then the femtocell had, uh, you know, a cell phone antenna on it. I don't... To capture all the, the to, cell phone data from... To man in the middle of the cell right, phones. Right. I don't understand why it had to be on the LAN. Why the, they had, she had to wire it into the LAN. That doesn't make any sense. Because... They needed to use some other. They needed to hook it up to the to the Wi-Fi so they could access it because they couldn't just access the cell phone for some reason. They had to have some other vector. Oh, if they didn't want to use the wireless from the hotel room permanently, then yeah, I guess you could do a remote shell, you know, reverse shell on that thing, have it phone out to Hamachi, and then you can get back into it. But you need you need access to the Wi-Fi to get into 
the network with, with, that, with, that, that the cell is on. And that's why it was connected to that network so that it could get... So but, that they could but Darlene was connecting to it directly with that Wi-Fi antenna. Well, you can't. You don't direct to. You don't connect to a cell phone with a Wi-Fi. No, no. She was connecting to the femtocell over a wireless. So no, I think she was connecting to the wire to the wireless access in in the building. No, that's. I mean, she could have been, but that, that's dumb. That, this shouldn't be how you do it. That, that's the only, that's the way I read it. Uh, I read it as she was using that antenna to connect directly to the femtocell, and then the uh, second radio on the femtocell, even though it was WLAN, which in reality it wouldn't be WLAN, it would be something else uh, because WLAN is Wi-Fi. Yeah, and that's why that's why I thought of yeah. But there still wouldn't be two Wi-Fis on on the thing, right? right. You know, I guess it could be WLAN, but you know the the. The 3G radio or the LTU radio that's on the thing, you know, um, CDMA or GSM radio is the other interface. And I guess it could be called WLAN 1. I would assume the driver would give it a different name, though. And um, that was the other one. That one has to be on. Anyway, the, the point is that this. So there. But if, if, if. Okay, so if Darlene's connecting to Evil Corpse Wi Fi and the traffic is traversing from the femtocell to the. Wi-Fi access points, then Evil Corp's um, intrusion ne- network intrusion is going to see the traffic. Yeah. Right? I mean, so it would have been better off to have two Wi-Fis and have it Wi-Fi off-premises to, you know, something right. that could exfiltrate the data. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, you're right. I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it at all. Anyway, but it, it was it was well done for the the. The thriller aspects mm-hmm. were, were sure. well done. Just the, the tech was like, what? And she played it stone cold yeah. when that guy was hitting on her, too. Yeah. And, and got the guys jabbering in her ears and everything, and she's playing. And like, she's cooler than everyone, so that was kind of neat. Um, young Elliot. I really liked how young Elliot played old Elliot's like, mannerisms mm-hmm. and things. He did a really good job of playing Elliot. Yeah. It's hard to get those eyes right. Randy Millick's like expressive eyes yeah I mean I'm, I'm sure Rami doesn't look like that like act like Elliot in yeah. real life but the, the kid could play Elliot uh-huh. too was really cool um I guess that's all I have a Mr. Robot do you have anything else no I think you know it's it was the most interesting episode of the season so far it's good I to mean, see some some movement happening because there was a, there was a little bit of slowness but I mean, although like I did like the episode before a little bit more, where there was the, the China stuff, this weird stuff going on, and then yeah. ends with a with the shootout. With like, what shoot. the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it woke me up when it ended with the shootout. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now we're going. Oh, yeah. the episode's over. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that's one of those, like, Lost-style end of episodes. And it's like, well, okay, I can't wait for next week. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. the FBI agent. It seems like she's got her shit together. She's gonna... yeah. Well, she's he's a much more compelling villain than uh, Tyro Wellick was. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of glad the whole Tyro Wellick thing is sort of shoved into the background because there's not there's, it, there wasn't a huge amount of interesting stuff there. Right. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. I think you know the FBI. You know, a competent FBI agent yeah. on, hot on the heels is, is pretty compelling. Yeah, it, she's a likable character. Right, and, it's, it's interesting to have all your characters be fully dimensionalized. Have, have a 
the problem with a lot of shows these days that aren't like Mr. Robot, right? The problem with the, the network, you know, CSI type shows, the characters are are uh, an inch deep and a mile wide. Whereas here, yeah, the characters are very deep and they're mm-hmm. not wide at all. You can really nail down who these characters are and how they should react to situations. Right. So. Um, boy, smelling farts may be good for your health. <laughs> Just like a study came out that that smelling some that smelling some hydrogen sulfide or having some hydrogen sulfide in in the air mm-hmm. led to certain in certain circumstances a slightly healthier margin. I mean, it's like one of those things where if you look down at the study itself you're like well this doesn't really say that mm-hmm. no one is oh, saying that gotcha. smelling farts is actually good for your health <laughs> it's like beer is good for you everything right. yeah that, it, it's, it's the same right yeah somebody found that there's some study that shows with a p value of, of something that this particular compound is good if you feed it to rat if you force feed it to rats in the in a huge amount and there's a <laughs> tiny amount of beer so therefore beer is healthy for you yeah, it's it's it's. I wouldn't say it's bad science. It's bad interpretations of good science. Right. Headlines ending in a question mark. Yes. Is beer good for you? Question mark. <laughs> Answer. No. Uh, Is beer good? Question mark. Well, the laws have. Some beers aren't. And, yeah. <laughs> is Donald Trump an asshat? Question mark. Is he actually an asshat or something more, you know, like a asshat-ish? <laughs> trying to see if there's any stuff that I favorited here. Oh, there's this sentence, this quote-unquote sentence from Donald Trump where somebody tried to... Uh, Analyze. I want to see if I can get this total sentence here. Okay. This is a, a sentence of, that um, Donald Trump said on July 21st. And someone tried to analyze it and parse it out and put it on as possible. Here's the sentence. I need to stop the music because it needs to, it needs to really, no, it's okay. It needs to really hit home this sentence. <clears throat> Look, having nuclear. My uncle was a great professor and scientist and engineer, Dr. John Trump at MIT. Good genes, very good genes, okay, very smart. The Wharton School of Finance, very good, very smart. You know, if you're a conservative Republican, if I were a liberal, if, like, okay, if I ran as liberal Democrat, they would say I'm one of the smartest people anywhere in the world. It's true, but when you're a conservative Republican, they try, oh, do they do a number? That's why I always start off, went to Wharton, was a good student, went there, went there, did this, built a fortune, you know, I have to give my credentials all the time because we're a little disadvantaged. But you look at the nuclear deal, the thing that really bothers me, it would have been so easy. And it's not as important as these lives are nuclear is powerful. My uncle explained that me to, to me many, many years ago, the power, and that was 50, 35 years ago, he would explain the power of what's going to happen. And he was right. Who would have thought? But when you look at what's going on with the four prisoners, now it used to be three, now it's four. But when it was three, and even now, I would have said it's all 
in the messenger fellas and it is fellas because you know they don't they haven't figured out that the women are smarter right now than men so you know it's going to get them about 150 years but the persians are great negotiators the iranians are great negotiators so and they they just killed they just killed us that was sarah palin (laughs) no that was donald trump that sounds like sarah palin Yeah. And that's a sentence. Well, there is not any <laughs> point where you could right. say that he the clause... It. Yeah. He palinized it. And so, like, there's... <laughs> this guy wrote a, did, a, did a pie chart of percentage of words in sentence by topic, and there's is, is a whole lot of, of very, very funny things that come out of that sentence. That's craziness. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is the GOP nominee for president. What a what a number Donald Trump did on the GOP. I mean, <laughs> trolled him totally. Okay. Uh, let me see if there's any uh, tweets for me to explain. Any of my tweets? I think there was a tweet or two that I put out this year. This this year. I tweeted <laughs> once this year. I tweeted once this year. Um, okay, so this was a Trump thing. Uh, the, the part of the Trump thing, especially in, in the uh, in the primaries, was the whole "all publicity is good publicity." That really worked. Mm-hmm. But I, my treat was "all publicity is good publicity" only works if you're not the center of attention. The theory here is that. If you're making noise, but you're on page five or page 10 of the paper, then people don't recall what it was that they heard, oh, right. sure. but that they, they know your name. Whereas if you are the lead story and it's bad, and that's all people are talking about, then your publicity isn't good. So all publicity, all publicity is good publicity only works if you are not the thing that people are concentrating on. Yes. Uh, see, definitely funny that the candidate that wants to build a wall to keep outsiders out is playing up his status as a political outsider. <laughs> uh, and so here, okay, this was about this is a, a I did a one I did, I did a two part tweet. Uh, this thing was always a farce, but I think it's clear now that it wasn't about being funny. It was about selling a product. Watch out, Alex Jones and Fox News. Here comes Trump news with Roger Ailes back in charge. I saw that one. Uh, Actually, I saw the second part, yeah. so it wasn't quite in context. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that you know, a lot of us looked at this, at the Trump thing as, you know, oh, he realizes he's being funny or he realizes it's all a joke and and... For a lot of it, I said, hey, Trump seems like a smart guy over all this. And now it's like, well, I, I can't really say that Trump seems that smart anymore. He just lucked into things working out like this. But if there is any motivation behind what's happening now, when the, the when it's clear that unless something radically happens, radical change happens, that this is a total losing situation for Trump. 
he could set himself up as being, well, I'm the guy who told you the truth. You know, I, right. I was the guy who told you and, and usurp the media attention from the Alex Joneses and whatever, and turn that into his own Trump network and give Roger Ailes power once again, but to a smaller market. I got to ride with my uh, coworker who puts on 1370 AM conservative talk radio in the mornings. It was a interesting week. Uh, one thing I did notice is whenever they're railing against mainstream media, uh-huh. is that they're always talking about just the, the major networks, right? They're not talking about like NPR, which I think does some of the best journalism. Mm-hmm. You know, so I haven't heard them call out that kind of liberal bias with NPR yet. But I guess this week was Gun Week on the radio or something like that. Like they were like talking about guns every day, and it was weird. It was like. It was about... Well, Trump made a point to call out Second Amendment. That's his newest... Well, it wasn't... Okay, so there was a day where they were talking about that, right? Where they heard that the... He was just asking people to, you know, vote. You know, that maybe the Second Amendment people could vote. Right, right. uh, I guess not vote for Hillary or something. Um, Yeah, I mean... (laughs) If I mean, yeah, so I mean, look, I mean, here's the thing: Trump if, thought he was making a cute joke. Well, I, I don't know. He, <laughs> he I don't was know what not Trump trying thought for he was an doing. assassination. He thought he was making a cute, uh, a cute illusion that you know people who it was almost like an anti-gun thing, right? I think he was making an illusion that you know the the gun freaks could you know take their guns and shoot the president. Well, that's what. Yeah, he was making an illusion to that, and that's the kind of thing that people get in. Tr- I mean, Hillary got in trouble for. Eight years ago, when she was, you know, fighting Obama, saying that she was staying in the race in case Obama got assassinated, and that was a huge thing that that really hurt her campaign when that happened. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't suggesting that any that that any of this should happen, or that that's a reasonable outlook of things, uh, or that it would be good or anything like that. She was simply saying, she, but she was bringing up something that was abhorrent. And here's Donald Trump bringing up something that's abhorrent. And it's okay for some people. And the backpedaling. Oh, I was talking about they could use the voting yeah, power. They, they, well, no, their voting power is already spent. If yeah. she's the president, they can't do anything about the Supreme well, Court. That, and there's the ISIS thing also. Obama is yeah. Obama is, is the head of ISIS. And then he says it was sarcastic. And he says, well, not really sarcastic. He has his, he has his people go out and defend his thing. Then he says something else that totally changes the context. and makes all the defense go away. And then he changes the context again when they're defending that. It's... It really is like this is an idiot. This is somebody who is not, who is just has no concept of what it is he's doing. He's way over his head, and is he's trying, big head. He's he, big head from Silicon Valley, <laughs> and he's playing with a rule book that works for a very small situation that does not work at all for this, and he just doubles down, doubles down. It's gross. Here's something he said though. Today, it is not freedom of the press when newspapers and others are allowed to say and write whatever they want, even if it is completely false. That is exactly what freedom of the press is. Uh, Yes, that is freedom of the press. That's, That's 
you can't just pick and choose the parts of the Constitution that you like, especially if you're going to be, oh, we got to keep the Second Amendment around, but the first we can fuck with it. I mean, that kind of... Who's the arbiter of true and false, right? I mean, you know, things he doesn't now, like. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, is that the things that he's saying is false are the, the true things. But, he, look, I mean, the whole point of the First Amendment is that the government cannot stop you from publishing ideas that they disagree with or that they think are false or whatever. I mean, you can sue somebody civilly if there is a if there is some um, libel or slander taking place, which he hasn't done. Mm-hmm. But you can't prevent somebody from publishing a Nazi tract or whatever. You that's why the First Amendment, you know, one of the main one of the big things about the First Amendment is information is is free that that mm-hmm. stuff gets out and so you can't just say well we gotta stop they, they can write completely false things now, I, I disagree with him that they are writing completely false things but they can that's and, and it's up to the community at large to make a decision on, on whether to trust them or not not the government mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, oh. it's it's both amusing and. Remember when candidates didn't have Twitter? Well, here's the thing: I remember when there was other stuff to to pay attention to, and this summer there's not there's like nothing, and then I don't care about the Olympics. This is this is much more interesting to me than the Olympics, even though it's distasteful it's also a train wreck that's... I was watching uh, women's table tennis and the bronze medal match North Korea won and maybe I'm projecting onto her but she really looked relieved instead of happy <laughs> you know relieved yeah. that she plays and won a medal yeah she didn't look necessarily happy but relieved because at least she got a medal. She might be happy she got a gold, but at least she got a medal, so she's not going to be beaten and going to the gulag. Yeah. 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 <sighs> I don't know. Do you have anything else? I'm good. It's work night, so. All right. Well, thanks everybody. We will talk to you next week. Oh, oh, oh! Don't turn off the podcast just yet. Did you want to talk a little bit about the photoelectric effect? No, not tonight. All right. That's it. Bye.